London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours, taking you up until noon as we talk sports with you. Uh, On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we are going to head west to start things off. Wednesday, 1025, if you're a fan of the uh, Cornhuskers or a hater of the Cornhuskers, probably more of them in the latter category. But every Wednesday, uh, Stephen M. Sippel will join us throughout the football season. We will preview Nebraska and Ohio State, pick his brain on how he sees the Big Ten West in particular. Uh, I believe you've got some updated odds. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll bring sprinkle those in uh, with Sipper beforehand. But Sipp will join us. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's their national college football uh, reporter at uh, the Sporting News. So Bill will join us at 1045. Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, presents David Kaplan as we will head to Chicago to talk about those first place Chicago Bears as they find themselves on top of the NFC North. We'll talk to Cappy about that. Uh, The... Cubs, the White Sox, and some Blackhawks news as well because they are, after winning three cups, uh, sent a letter to their fan base yesterday saying that they are going to tear it all down and to get ready for some rough times uh, as far as the Blackhawks go. But you know what, Trent? And I know that there's fans that are PO'd. Mm -hmm. You won three cups. won three cups, and they're being... Upfront about it. Isn't that a good thing? I agree with you. And, and, and to that end, I mean, they called all their high priced veterans who are with them, tied to them with no trade clause contracts to Taves, to Kane, to Keith, and to Seabrook, uh, and said, Look, um, we're going to stink for the next few years. If you guys want out, raise your hand and we'll try and accommodate you. Anyways, we'll do that, not spend a ton of time on it because the Bears are the bigger story by a mile mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago. First place. The Chicago first Bears. place, yeah. Chicago Bears. I beg your pardon. And then uh, Ben Kirchival will slide on in. You will talk Big 12. We will talk uh, NFL with Ben Kirchival. Uh, before we get on out of here at, uh, well, just before noon. So baseball is underway with the World Series. Game number one last night, not a lot of drama. Uh, there was maybe a couple of good innings early in the game <laughs> until they got to glass now, they being the Dodgers. And boy, when they got they got it going, uh, they were moving around those base paths and the, the line kept going and going and going. And Kevin Cash taking a lot of arrows today that he stayed with the starter a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And he threw a lot of pitches, Trent. Yeah. I mean, he threw a lot of pitches. Uh, in that baseball game, 112, which was a in four and a third innings, which was a season high. God, it was only 60 games plus playoffs, uh, but he left him in there and uh, he got lit up. And he looked, it was shaky in the first inning. I think it was nerves. Settled down in the second and third, but then they got to him in the fourth. Uh, Cash deserved the criticism he's getting today. I think so. You could see with Glass now, it just it wasn't his best stuff. It wasn't. And opening up that inning with a walk. And then another walk, and it just yeah, 
You could tell. He threw 112 pitches last night, 58 of them, oh, that's four it? strikes. That's not good. No, that, that's not that's a percentage not you want to race. So I, I think you can see that. I, we're not talking advanced analytics here. This is pretty simple. Well, conversely, Trent, uh, Clayton <laughs> yeah. Kershaw threw 78 pitches, 53 of them for strikes. That is good. That is good, yes. that That's what you're looking at. And I felt good for Clayton Kershaw yeah, last was, night. Yeah, good point. He's... He's taken so many arrows. Mm-hmm. He has. Well, he was 11 and 12 reason. going into this in playoffs. Uh, you know, and the win loss record. There's for, more to it than that. I agree. Yeah. But because you look at the big spots that he's been uh-huh. in and, and come up empty. And yep. yeah, there's been reasons for it a lot of the times. His defense a couple of times. One of those games against the Cardinals did not help him out at all. But still, you are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm. And you are what your ERA, maybe more importantly, yep. says you are. And he has not been a good playoff pitcher compared to what we have grown accustomed yeah, and to. The fives in the World Series prior to last night. Uh, took a shot yesterday as DraftKings had a prop. They accelerated Mookie Betts to win the MVP up to fifteen to one. I hope he jumped on. I fired at that, and when he hit the home run, that was about the most exciting moment for me last night. Yeah, was him hitting home. All right, here we Stealing go. Stealing a couple of bags. Uh huh. Doing his thing. Yeah, the double steal in that big uh-huh. inning. Uh, he was uh, on the back end of that. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so, so I'm a big Mookie fan now going forward. You know, that's, uh, if we had, if my little sister was a boy, my mom wanted to name, if name your little sister yeah, was a boy, yeah. When she was pregnant, right? It was Mookie Wilson. She wanted to name him Mookie, or at least have the nickname be Mookie. She loves Mookies. Yeah. She thinks it's a great name. We'll see. Now that there's another Mookie in the world and, and being prominent next time, my mom sees a little jacket. So you and Tara are done, apparently? We're done. Okay. Yeah, there will be no Mookie. We'll see if that nickname, though, sticks and she starts to call him Mookie. Well, you know, when when you and Tara were deciding on the name for your yet-to-be-born son, yes. uh, we were pushing Cash Condon. Cash Condon, yeah. That Cash Condon. Didn't get very far. No traction whatsoever, no, is what you said. No. Yeah. Uh, decided on Jack. Yeah, and that's just a, a great name, by the way. Which is a great name. And my grandpa's name. Oh, and that's where go. it came from. Yeah, there, Ella, there our go. daughter, named after her grandma yeah and grandpa jack on the other side so yeah it's uh no mookie in the in the household maybe a dog for there you go a dog mookie love that 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 makes some sense mookie the dog that does make some sense so uh busy program we're going to be all over the place football and baseball game two of the world series is tonight um you know fingers crossed right fingers crossed it's a good. good game that's all i want there was no drama in this thing i know that the rays what was it, the seventh or the sixth? Did they make a little bit of a comeback? Seventh, they put a couple on the board. Mm-hmm. It was 8 1 at the time. They made it a little bit closer, but, you know, it was just. Uh, out of you never felt that. like they were. No, I never back. did. I never did. Uh, with that, um, with all those runs, they scored back to back innings, the fourth uh, and the fifth for the Dodgers. So, first game goes to LA. We will see if TB can get things uh, going here today. Blake Snell, why is. Um, Cash reluctant to name Charlie Morton to start on Friday night. I have What's no going on there? Are they thinking maybe a bullpen game? But why would they? I mean, they need Charlie Morton to be Charlie Morton, and he's their. I mean, you can make an argument; he's their best starter. If they get the win here, though, and you it's one-one, you go game bullpen four? game, and then no game four is a little bit more pivotal, perhaps if you're falling down to one, you feel confident because Tampa has been so good in those bullpen mm-hmm. games that they think they can go that route, especially doing it a day after a day off, where you have all the arms in your bullpen ready to go. I would guess that's the reason. goes Friday. Yeah. I think you you counter with Charlie Morton. Well, we'll see what they end up doing. Anyways, just uh, hope for a good game tonight. Mm -hmm. That's that's all we can do. By the way, I want to do this. I want to... 
Cyclone Fanatic, good for you for what they're doing. I love the fact they're posting these Zoom calls. Oh, yeah? You know, I watched, it was, a, you know, Matt Campbell's Zoom teleconference. Purdy was on there. I think Colin Newell, Lawrence White. Didn't watch him start to finish, but I think that's a really good service mm-hmm. uh, that they put those things up. And I know they did it last year, and I remember saying the same thing last year. Um, but that's, you can't find them everywhere, and it makes it easy, and they tweet them out, and you just go to the link and... If you're so inclined, look, I, I think I glean a few nuggets out of these things um, periodically, so I appreciate that. So thank you, Cyclone Fanatic, for doing that. Is this the biggest regular season game since 02? I, I've heard that bandied about a lot. Since 02? Since 02. Biggest regular season game. Since they went there with Seneca and got crushed? And got crushed and lost, what, 49-3 or whatever that well, thing is was. Is this the biggest regular? Well. Now, they've played twice for division titles in the old Big 12 North mm-hmm. and lost both games, mm-hmm. once to Kansas, once to Missouri. Yeah. So you can argue it, but both times, those were not great teams. Was the Missouri means. game the one they missed a kick? Was it Shaggy that missed a kick in yeah, that one? I think both I think games the, they had was missed a kick. It probably were. Yeah. I mean, there's, they've had a history, sadly, yeah. uh, after all of doing that. Um I guess I mean it's probably better for a Cyclone fan to opine on that, but it's certainly. I mean, look at we've been saying it for. I mean, maybe me more so than you. Um, they they win this football game, Trent. I don't want to say they can punch their ticket. No, but go because there's a lot get, of football left. There is. There's still five games left. Reach into the drawer and pull out the stamp pad because just have it handy, right? Because man, oh man. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and TCU would be your three wins. Mm-hmm. I get there's no Texas on that list, but you know what? Texas isn't all that good no, from what not. I've seen. No, Nobody in that conference is all that good. But, the, but the, again, Oklahoma State, I mean, they're the only team that has a chance in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And Campbell says the two teams mirror each other. That was kind of the nugget that I took away. Both better, you know, when conference-wide, conference that's not known for defense, right? But Haycock has changed that. Oklahoma State's got a de- good defense. Both have really good running backs. Hubbard was the running back going into the season. Uh, he's getting nudged a little mm-hmm. bit by Brees Hall here. The tight ends are such a major factor for Iowa State. They've got it. Oklahoma State and Wallace has a better receiver, I think, and more accomplished right now than Hutchinson, who's a nice player in his own right uh defensively they're both good it's going to be a boy it's gonna be a hell of a football game kind of like the under yeah i do too i think this is more in the 27 24 type of game i I think it's a coin flip game i really do i think this is going to come down to the wire it's a big one Mm -hmm. it's a big one whatever way you slice it up and oklahoma state spencer sanders has been practicing since last week yes he has and they this the story from gundy was both quarterbacks are going to play. All right, that's coach speak, right? And maybe he does plan uh have a package for both quarterbacks. But one one quarterback, only one could start and I don't know. I would have to think that Sanders is going to get his job back, but um I guess we'll see. And we we won't see until 2:30 in the afternoon. Um or a little bit after two thirty in the afternoon as to what direction they're they're going to go. But Gundy's playing it very close to the vest. You would expect no different. They've uh, they've had some success. The, the the freshman has come in. He's done a really nice job. Uh, Illingworth is how you say his mm-hmm. last name. Um, is it Sheldon Illingworth? Shane 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 Illingworth. Uh, and uh, defensively, this is not the Oklahoma State team we've seen some of the past no. years. That is really bad. Yep. They returned basically everybody from last year, where they mm-hmm. made big improvements. Really, their improvements started. In the Iowa State game a year ago, and this, mm-hmm. they still gave up points in that game, but at least he saw some of the some of the pieces starting to come together. Now they are certainly in the upper half of the league, if not better, 
in defense. It's them and Iowa State defensively, Trent, I think, at the top from what my eyeballs have shown me. Uh, Jeff joins the program. Jeff, welcome to Miller & Condon. How are you and what's on your mind? Good. Good. How you guys doing? Doing fine. Good. I got a couple quick things, so I'll just rattle them off to you. Uh, Let's just give respect to Kershaw. Like, I know you guys brought up his record in the past. I'm not a big pass kind of guy, but what he did last night, let's put it in perspective. Six innings, okay, two hits, one earn, and they only only give up a home run on a slider that hung. Besides that slider, he was pitching lights out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's forget about the losing record, blah, 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 blah. What he's done last night, guys, if if the Rays don't win tonight, it's over. (laughs) Tonight. I think you're right. So, moving on to Iowa State, you know, I looked this up. They have three wins in their history versus top five teams. Now, I know Oklahoma State's six, but, you know, this is a huge game. Now, what I say would be the biggest, here's the deal. If they win that game, then in a couple of weeks it's going to be the biggest game. Then in a couple of weeks it's going to be the biggest game. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's just keep that in perspective. But, you know, at 2.30, this is uh, like Trent or like uh, you guys would say this, with, uh, the needle's going to be moving. Yep. That's, that's what's going to be happening. Last note, uh, the Hawkeyes. Over and under four and a half. If they don't win against Purdue, I like the under. I mean, this is a game. If you know, if you're a you know, if you're a betting connoisseur, that's their over under season total. Four and a half. That's all it is. Yeah. Four, and a, four and a half. But here's the deal: if they lose to Purdue, yeah. what they're a three and a half, four point favorite. Yeah. I mean, like you guys like to say, you know, that's too good to be true. Something four, that just seems like I like the Hawks by double digits in that game. Yeah. So it's a little bit confusing guys, though. You guys have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the comments. Look, um, Kershaw needed that game last night. He Mm -hmm. needed to pitch well. He did. I mean, Dodger fans were... I think they were confident in their, in their team, but they knew the record. I'm not killing him from last last night. He was spectacular. He was. Yeah. I mean, he threw seventy something pitches. And he for looked. Con- and he looked confident. Yes, you, you could see right away that he was locked in. He was now, ready to go. If that inning wouldn't have gone, what was it? Twenty six minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, would he come back out? Yeah, or would he? I don't know. Hard hard to say. But boy, probably was, not in today's baseball environment. He was so good last night, Trent. And uh, again, he threw seventy eight pitches. So if they need him to jump up a game, I'm sure that they can. I loved what Jeff said there about each game for Iowa State becoming more important and becoming the biggest game, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Week after week, you keep winning, and they become more and more important. And I think that's a really good point when you look forward at this team. Seven and two in the conference is going to get getting you, in. you to Dallas. It's getting you in, right? Who else on that schedule scares? It's still Texas. I guess it's Texas. Still a- West Virginia has is okay. They're, yeah, but they're 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 not certainly. Iowa State will be favored significantly to win the football game. So Kansas is next at Kansas. Puka's gone. Right. Um, Baylor at home to start November hasn't shown much, although no. they haven't played much. Okay, K State, yes. Texas. So if they if they are seven and two and it's those two um, that get pick, that that pick them off, I don't know. I mean, what what the line will be? What will the line be on Black Friday against when they're when they're in Austin? If you put a line out right right now, now. if we are like the guys at Elite Sportsbook, uh-huh. and they did this last year for Iowa State, they haven't yet. I hope they get on that. But if you put it out right now. Is this one of the properties you're looking forward most to be able to sign up oh, for yes. from your coach? On I just January 1st? I love what they do. They uh-huh, have do all too. kinds of different. I just doing things a different way and localizing it. Yeah, that that's sometimes the problem when you're talking about these big national or worldwide entities. They don't care about Little Iowa. No, there's three million people in the state. Right, we, we have 
Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Do you see them numbers that are coming in Trends, there? Have you seen those numbers? My gosh. I mean, tens of millions of dollars on a weekly basis. think there was a, a pent up demand for sports wagering in this country when the month of September rolled around, when football started? You get a legislator that was against it and didn't realize exactly oh. what this was and in a quiet moment. Hundreds of millions of dollars in a month for crying out loud. We thought Iowa, and they did? Mm-hmm. What was the number? 71 million, yep. something like that? And that was a record? The previous record was 59? There's states not named Nevada that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, what was in a Pennsylvania? Month. Was it four hundred million? Four hundred and something million yeah. dollars in sports wagering. In sports wagering, sports. It's crazy. It, it, that, it truly yes, is. Pent up demand. So back to the Texas number uh, at the Condon Casino. Condon Casino's open. All right, we are taking wagers. We're going to open this line up. I am in Iowa. So I'm going to open it, Texas by two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say three, so we're, 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 we're close. I think I'd take, from what I'd I've seen Iowa so State, far, yeah. I would see, I'd take Iowa State. And, and I love Iowa State this weekend, too, against Oklahoma State. Just because of the questions they have at the quarterback position. Spencer Sanders has been practicing now for a week he and a half. Has, yes. And Dundee's not ready to name him the starter. Uh, or is he just playing coy? He has to be. Sanders... I know it was very inconsistent last year. Mm-hmm. There are times you turn on Spencer Sanders, he was awful, mm-hmm. uh, really bad for long stretches. But you saw those other moments. And as a freshman, yeah, he had Hubbard in the back backfield and a good offensive line. And, and you mentioned the wide receiver out there. But with Spencer Sanders coming back off of injury, Oklahoma State, so haven't played in a couple of weeks yeah. now. Three weeks since October the yeah. 4th. I think I, I think Iowa State's just better. From I what I've too. seen, I just think they're the better team. I do, too. And you get a field goal? Maybe three and a half? I like that. Uh, back to this Hawks number, four and a half for mm-hmm. a second. I, I guess I thought it was higher. So, Northwestern and Michigan State. Do we agree? They're going to club both those teams. I agree with you. They should Illinois. Be, they should be favored by double digits against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Spartans are going to stink. Illinois. Add Illinois. That's a win. I do, too. So, that's three. So, even if they do lose to Purdue, if you're taking the over, you've got to find two more wins. At Minnesota, tough game. Mm-hmm. At Penn State, tough game. Home to Nebraska, it's usually a close game. It is. I think I, I will, will be favored in the football game. So let's give them that. That's four. Then it comes down to Wisconsin. Jeff, you make a great point. That four and a half number. Now you make a great it's point, probably right. It's probably right. It especially too. when we move away from the local scene and you're talking national here. Yeah. At four and a half. If Iowa goes five and three yet this season, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good campaign. They lose to Wisconsin, Penn State, and one other, whoever it is, yeah. Minnesota, Purdue, whatever. Mm-hmm. I still think there'd be disappointment, though. It'd be just another one of those. Well, the skilled players, boy, they're high on Petrus, aren't they? They are. Oh my gosh, a season without a quarterback with yeah. any experience and the glowing praise that we've heard from the teammates, yep. that we've heard from the coaches. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this is? Is there something more to this? Is it, I don't want to say a, a demerit on Nate Stanley, but how many times we hear Nate Stanley, well, it's beat guys. Tough to get an answer from him. Yeah. Really quiet. Yeah. We heard that from his teammates. He's, oh, yeah. Although when he sat down in front of you and I in Chicago mm-hmm. at Big Ten Media, I thought it was great. He was buttoned up and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good point. Good way to describe it. Buttoned up. Knew the talking. Knew, likely had some advance with mm-hmm. what these knuckleheads are going to ask. <laughs> right. Um, it was great. It was good. Ocean but but Petrus is too. more of the mold of yeah. the Ricky Stanton. Yeah, a little the Drew bit, Tate. Right? There's a little CJ in him, maybe. Yeah, th- those kind of quarterbacks mm-hmm. that not shy by any means. A natural leader. Uh huh. 
and Nate Stanley. That that's something that you is were innate. harping on that since he first got the gig. The, and, is this? I mean, quarterbacks are usually more mm-hmm. outgoing, right? Usually, and, and that's true. They usually are. He was a quiet kid. Uh-huh. It's not a bad thing. He was a talented guy. Yeah. But then you think of the misses. You think of was this a guy that just took too much? Too much went into his head. I think back to that Penn State game two years ago. The fourth down play to Hawkinson, yeah. running wide open, nobody within 20 right, yards, right. and he overshoots. And man, how yeah. many deep balls yep. that he missed. It was a problem. It was a problem. Boy, I keep going back to Jeff's point. That is a – if they lose to Penn State and you're trying to get them to that over number, then you're going to have to pick off Minnesota. Not that you can't. No. By any means. No, they've won six straight against the Gophers. Right. Uh, on a Friday night. Um, boy, oh boy. It's, it's that so offense for Minnesota, I was looking again last night. They're good, aren't they? They're going to be awesome. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, did you see the, the huge dude, the 400-pounder? Yeah, 6'9", 400 pounds. He is uh, dinged up right now. Oh, is he? Still, even without him, is still a huge Starting offensive Starting right line. tackle. They're, uh, they're going to be really good offensively. Uh-huh. Their defense, though, there are, outside of cornerback, I think some really big questions there. This is going to be a Minnesota season where they're going to have to win some 42-35 type of games. Well, I brushed up in Wisconsin this morning at the Athletic. Boy, mm-hmm. I love the Athletic. I really and truly do. It's so cheap, folks. If you can, if it's in your budget, it's the future, I think, of where you're going to get your sports news. Um, so regarding Wisconsin, this is what they're saying about them. They love Mertz. Why wouldn't they? Of course. I mean, he's a Wisconsin kid, and here, here's, here's a couple of um, maybe weaknesses on this team. For the first time since 2006, they do not return a running back that has a 100-yard game in his career. Since 2006, <laughs> the receivers, they think they're going to be okay. Obviously, Cephas is a loss. Offensive line will be better than it was last year, which is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondary, absolutely loaded. Linebackers, which has been a strength of this team, maybe not the strength that it's been in previous years. So questions at running back. Receivers, adequate. Mertz, they think he's good. They haven't seen him uh, in games. Secondary, loaded. So maybe Wisconsin's not as infallible as everyone thinks that they are. I now they know. bring in a blue chip running back. But again, first time since 2006 without it. 100 yards in the re- uh, in the career. Uh, I remember, though, having these conversations many times. They'll yeah. find a running back. Well, they got an offensive line, too. They to do. lead the way Outside for of it, the too. center position, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in really good shape mm-hmm. there. And they'll find linebackers. They have moving to that three four. I thought I thought this wasn't gonna work. When they did that under Anderson, what, seven, eight years ago, I guess now. Boy, what has it been that long it has, hasn't it? What Probably a dumb decision. Been. Yeah. Like, going to a three four because you have in order to run a three four effectively, especially in a league like the Big Ten, you have to find that behemoth in the middle to play nose tackle. You have to find an athletic 330-pound guy mm. to plug in there and then occupy space. Well, they were able to do it, and they've been able to find a couple of different guys, but it's also led to what they can recruit. And Wisconsin's not going to recruit at the levels of Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, but what you can find is those 6'3 kids from Chicago suburb, suburbs or Wisconsin kids, 6'3", 215, 220 in high school, but they can run. And you find a bunch of those, and that's what they've done. Those linebackers, both outside and inside, have been incredible. And that's been the difference to me. Yes, they run the football. That's what they're always going to do. But the defense, the reason we've seen so much more success, I think, is what we've seen on that side of the football. That move and those linebackers making plays have taken them from a nice program, a top 25 type of program, into what they've been. They finished now 
with nine or more wins in 11 that's, of the past 12 seasons. That's unbelievable. Good for them. Uh, Nebraska hasn't quite got that no. success as of late, but Stephen M. Sippel will be joining us next. Look forward to catching up with Sipp. We'll do it every week. Preview their, that, their game and recap what happened the week before. It's Ohio State. It's Wisconsin Trent. Other than the Ohio State, Nebraska, other than Purdue, Iowa, and Iowa State, Oklahoma State, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's the game I'm looking most forward to is Nebraska and Ohio State for a couple of reasons. I want to see is Ohio State, at least in week one, just because we won't see the best out of him yet. Any team, I wouldn't think, coming back, playing week one. Is Ohio State belong in the conversation with the two heavy heads at the top of college football? And what's Nebraska like? You know, Is that defense going to be atrocious again? Because they're going to score. Mm-hmm. they got a really good offensive mm-hmm. line. I, I like Wendell Robinson. I think you... He's not Rondell a Robinson is not Rondell Moore, but he's yes, he's pretty good. He's a utility knife. Yeah. He's a guy that you can do a lot of different things with. Get him involved, swing and they're pass not the slot. going to ask him to run the football apparently like they did last year because they had no choice. Right, they want to keep him healthy because he's not the biggest dude. Good offensive line, quarterback Martinez went healthy. We mm-hmm. know he's a talented. But he's guy. in a real fight. McCaffrey gave him a hell of a run. Wide receiver is a big question mark. Yeah. It is, but yeah, Cade Warner's the guy. Yeah, they're they're going to score points. But the defense, and they went out and tried to bring in a bunch of new guys. How quickly does that happen? Mm-hmm. How quickly can you turn around a defense that's been nothing short of awful for four, five years now? It's been a while. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword money to 200-200. Right now it's your chance to win 1000 bucks. Money! To 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Next, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Cappy on Chicago Sports at 1105, courtesy of Centurion Stone Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106- Paid for by NHTSA. It's time for SIP. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sippel. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, joins the program as we preview the Huskers and the Buckeyes. They will lift the curtain on the Big Ten season. Well, the Saturday version yes. of the Big Ten season. There's a game Big on Friday Saturday. night. Saturday. Indeed. Uh, as I said, Sip, good to talk to you, my friend. Is um, other than the Iowa-Purdue game and the Iowa State-Oklahoma State, if there's one game I'm looking forward to more than the others, it is this one, Stephen M. Sipple. I want to see, does Ohio State belong with Clemson and Alabama at the top of the pecking order? And then how the Huskers are going to look early in their season. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I, uh, I like your lineup there. It makes sense to me. It's going to be fun, Sip. I'm uh, really looking forward to the football game, whether Ohio State, I mean, all that talent, etc. But let's focus on Nebraska to begin and the quarterback battle, and that's what it was through camp. Um, and I think it was legit, and you kind of, I believe, feel the same way. Martinez has prevailed. Luke McCaffrey is going to be the backup, at least to start the season. I don't think it was a surprise, Sip, that uh, Martinez won, but um, or was it? No, I wasn't. I think your I think your initial thought was the correct one. Not a surprise, 
uh, but a battle. I think he had to win the job. Um, I think his experience, Frost, Scott Frost, said it without saying it. I think his experience probably tipped it in Adrian's direction. In fact, what Scott said was, if McCaffrey had that kind of experience, he might be the guy. So it's close. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. And you guys are great football. I mean, I, I mean, I listen to you. I know you know what you're, you're talking about. And I think the most interesting thing about this to me is the psychological part with Adrian. It, it's, there's a, I mean, you hope he doesn't fall into a pattern of trying to keep his job as opposed to trying to win games, because I think there's a real fine line there. Um, you, you hope he's still, you know, got some gunslinger in him, that, and he's not always looking over his shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that's what I'm sort of most interested in at this point. Offensive line has a chance to be really good. The quarterback position, we'll see how it shakes out with Martinez. Health, always a, a big question with him, the way he runs the football and the pounding he's going to take. And, of course, no bye week this year. It'll be nine straight for everybody throughout the course of this season. I guess the biggest question offensively is wide receiver. We talked a little bit about Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son, last week. Who else are you hearing popping up here, a name we're going to get to know at that wide receiver group? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you asked, Trent, because – there is some sort of development there. I, I think Alante Brown, I, I don't know, I, I talked on so many shows like you guys. Uh, I don't know if I talked about Alante Brown on your I show. I don't think yet. you did. He's a, yeah, Alante Brown is a name to know. Um, he's a, He'll probably be a, a slot receiver type. The reason I'm fascinated in him, and by the way, why you guys would be fascinated in him, because Iowa recruits Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um he was the best player in Chicago. He's a quarterback, but he was deemed the best player in Chicago. And that automatically gets my attention. I know Chicago people are going to say, oh, come on, Zip, it's a basketball city. And it is, but there's still a zillion people in it and a lot of football talent. And, and, and you know, if he was judged to be the best, I bet he's a football player. And that's what we've heard since he's been here, that right away, you know, Nebraska only practiced twice in the spring. But we know that in one of the practice, he caught up like a slant and went the distance, and it got the coach's attention. And then he's gotten the coach's attention to the point where you might see him out there with the in the on the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. So keep Lante Brown in mind. They still have Wandale Robinson, who for whatever reason sort of gotten glossed over in conversations around here. I guess because take him for granted. Yeah, take for granted and focus on the new. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do that in all markets, but we really do it in this market. Guilty. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do it to a, sort of a weird extent. But but anyway, Wandale um, is is a player to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as new guys, you wonder about Omar Manning. Now, he was the one that everybody was anticipating. He's top-rated receiver in JUCOs. He's 6'4", 225. Nebraska hasn't had a lot of those guys in the program in the recent years. Um, Kenny would be, you might remember Maurice Purify. Mm-hmm. Maurice Purify was a big, strong receiver uh, from the JUCOs, and that's kind of how I think of Omar Manning, but we don't know if we're going to see him. He's had health and personal reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if, if you would see him even suited up at Ohio State 
I think it could be everything from not suited up to a few packages for him. I don't know. Where's that? that but I, I, I remember the names Omar Manning and Alante Brown, but Alante Brown's going to be out there for sure. Hmm. Defense in a second set. Back to the quarterback. Will they have a package at all for Luke McCaffrey? Will we see him on the – he's such an athlete, as you know. Will he? Will they have something for him, do you think, on Saturday? No, uh, it's a real, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I think so. Now, no, of course, Frost's not saying that. Sure. Um, I, I think so, though. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Now, what that would be, I don't know. Now, remember, in the Iowa game, the last time Nebraska played a game, they had packages for not only McCaffrey, but Noah Vedrill, who has since moved on and is competing for the job, the starting job at Rutgers. I think he got it. Uh, I, he might have. Yeah. The last I heard, it was between him and Art Sitkowski. Um, so, so anyway, so Scott has he did that in the last game. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he did it. I'm like, I, I just like I said, I don't. I, I just think that that conversation is going to get really interesting, and it doesn't. I don't think it has to be necessarily awkward, but I don't know. I mean, I don't. You know, I said I'd like Adrian to still be a gunslinger. And I think those are the best kind of quarterbacks to have. Um, I mean, it, I just wonder: do gunslingers look over their shoulder? I just never. Feel, I, I, when I talk, when I think of famous gunslingers, I don't think of guys who are looking over their shoulder very much. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what Adrian does here. Uh, but yeah, I think they got to get McCaffrey on the field in some form. The question, uh, as it has been with Nebraska, though, is on the other side of the football. And defensively, it has been so bad. I love what they have in the defensive backfield. But the question is, that front seven. Honus is back. Nice player. Mm -hmm. He's played well for them. And hearing some buzz about the Henrich kid from Omaha, redshirt freshman, him being in the mix. But the front seven as a whole, they've been so bad against the run. I mean, it starts right there. How big of an improvement do you expect to see? Big unknown. Big unknown. Because there's... So many new faces in that conversation, and unlike last, previous August, we just you know there was no we didn't see anything. We haven't seen anything in preseason camp as a media core, you know. So there's guys like there's junior college transfers like Jordan Riley and Feldarius Payne. Feldarius Payne's an outside linebacker, but he's a big kind of he's kind of like a four three end. Um, those are JUCO guys we haven't seen. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Team Green, another JUCO transfer who actually was a late arrival last year and got on the field three games. So Team Green, Jordan Riley, Feldarius Payne, what do you got? I don't know. They're going to play. You just don't, but I can't sit here and say, oh, I think they'll be an upgrade. Fine. They lost three guys up front, three guys along the line. They're on NFL active rosters right now, yeah. the Davis brothers and Darian Daniels. Three guys on active rosters, okay, um, that were down linemen in a, on a defense that allowed 5.8 yards per carry. <laughs> um, which now I would say what that tells you is they were deficient in a lot of er- other areas, mainly linebacker. Um, and they were they were deficient at linebacker. They got to get better there. I mean, I don't think you'd point. I don't think you'd say, man, they can't stop the run. What's wrong with those guys up front? The down lineman in three four. I'd say that wasn't there. It wasn't that wasn't the main issue. I think the issue was probably across the board at linebacker and a little bit, you know, the rest of the guys. So, yeah, I don't. I can't listen. That topic 
as a long guy who has a guy who's covered the program for a long time and used to see defenses that would allow literally 2.8 yards a carry for a season, a 3.0 yard, yards per carry or 3.2. I, I mean, it's hard to even fathom allowing 5.7 or 5.8 yards per carry, but they have, and they got to get it rectified. Sip, I want to pick your brain on this. We'll, let, we'll get you out of here on this. Stephen M. Sip, Lincoln Journal star, joins us every Wednesday at this time during the football season. Um and we've asked this question, so I'm going to ask it to you. If not Ohio State in the East, if not Wisconsin in the West, then whom in both of those divisions? Well, I don't think it will be Wisconsin. You don't? Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, uh, I, I. If Minnesota wants to play, I think that I think they should be the favorite if they want to play us. But I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out though right away. Right. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan. Oh, yeah. yeah, game days there. I just want to see if they're revved up to play. Okay. Because um, they, they – uh, and Iowa, I mean, come on. If Petrus can play, if your quarterback can play, I like Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that group of receivers. I like Tyler Goodson. I rewatched the Iowa game um, against Nebraska last week. Uh, Goodson mm-hmm. looks like Legit. I mean, it's scary. Yeah, and uh, the receivers are really good. So – and uh, come on, they're going to be they're they're going to be tough, and their schedule's pretty manageable. Um, so I'd kind of like those two ahead of Wisconsin. And in the East, it's uh, Penn State is the obvious the default, in, yeah, in, yeah. In part because their schedule's really manageable too. I think the Big Ten set up those teams for <laughs> success. Um, and they, and, which doesn't even bother me. I mean, I, I think they got to get Ohio State in the playoff. And if it's not Ohio State, then Penn State would be good, too. And, and they're set up. Now, I saw yesterday that Journey Brown might not be part of it. He's Boise. out. He's going to be part of it. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. Now, that's big news. Yeah. Except they do have three other really good running backs. But Journey Brown was the best one, and he was on fire late last season. Um so I'll be interested. So they lose Journey Brown and Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. I, just, I wonder how much steam that's going to take out of them. Well, the tight end Freermuth, who is a terrific player, and he's oh. an NFL pick. He's opted out, that he's opted back in, so he's going to play. Sip, we got to let you go again. Look forward to this game. We'll uh, preview uh, Nebraska's home opener against Wisconsin this time next week. Thank you as always, Stephen M. Simple. Appreciate it. Yeah, let's. Yeah, thank you. Let's see how the Hawkeyes do. I'll be watching that. Take care, guys. Good stuff. Good to talk to you. Stephen Sipple from the uh, Lincoln Journal-Star. Uh, we'll take a time out. Bill Bender, more college football, more Big Ten. He's got a huge Big Ten preview mm-hmm. up at SportingNews.com. Uh, we'll do that with Sip. Pick his brain on Oklahoma State and Iowa State, the premier game this week by a long ways in the Big 12. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Bourbon Whiskey. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. David Kaplan coming up to lead off our number two, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Right now, as promised, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's got a Twitter poll going on, Trent. Let me ask All you right. this question. Yes. The best trophy in the Big Ten is? Oh, it's the pig, and it's not even close. Shouldn't even be consideration. I, Bill Bender. I thought it was the same answer as you, Trent. I'm going to guess we're not winning this poll. I, but you know what? I think it's going to be closer than you think. I like the axe, too. You know, it's a good one. Full disclosure. Hello, Bill Bender. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I didn't put up. I just put up the question, and I'm getting some good answers here. I, my personal 
opinion, if it counts for anything, I think it's a tie between the pig, the Floyd, and the um, and the, the little brown jug. I'd say those are my two that I would I would vote for. I know the Axe and the Yellow Buck, and there's some other good ones, yeah. but those are the two that I like the best. Yeah, to me, it's it's the pig. It's the pig for me. But anyway, so, Bill, uh, look, at you wrote a good piece. Big Ten football is back. Everything you need to know. Um, and let me just start with this. Ohio State, we haven't seen them yet. We've, sure, we've seen Clemson. We've seen Alabama. And they sure look good, Bill Bender. Ohio State belong on that plane, do you think? And I'm not saying that week one will have a definitive answer. But um, it, it seems like they do. In your mind, do they? Yeah, I think they do. I think I think they will. I think they'll flex against Nebraska. We'll see that in person and you know and, and we'll know that they're they belong. I mean, there's so much talent there. They had the right guys come back on the offensive line. I think that was the key. I mean, so much focus on Dobbins and Young leaving that we forgot that their offensive line's back, Sean Wade's back. They're gonna have to find some guys in that back end, but they've been able to do that in past seasons. And I don't know how you their offense will be better with an offense that averaged 46 a game last year. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, you know, uh, I, I was having a conversation with my wife last night as we were, or a couple nights ago, as we had snow here in central Iowa, and thinking about those December games and just how different that's going to be. We're used to bad weather in Big Ten country, late November, early December, but th- this is going to be another level. We're playing into the middle of December, thinking about some of those games in Madison and Minneapolis and on and on and on. How impactful do you believe that's going to be, if anything? Or is it just, hey, both teams got to play with it. Let's go out there and see what happens. Man, it would be like the NFL. Teams have to deal with that and the weather outside in the Midwest. and. Uh, I, I think this is a better alternative, though, than if we had to deal with the weather and the spring football idea, yeah. where they would have been playing in February and early March, and you guys know how cold it gets. I think Ohio, we, we, we're a little bit different than Iowa. I mean, we have winter, but not like y'all have winter up there. So um, I, I think uh, that's something that I just think teams are going to have to combat over the next eight weeks. We had nine inches of snow on Monday, Bill. Nine <laughs> inches, believe it. Now it's gone, but still. And it's going to be 77 tomorrow. Yeah, and then back right That's, back down. Yeah. You get, sometimes in Ohio, you get all four seasons in one day. Yeah. yeah it felt like uh, we got it over the uh, couple of days. Anyways, uh, Bill, so I want to I want obviously uh, look back at Alabama, Georgia, and what we learned from that game. But, you know, we just had Sip on, and he makes an interesting point. He's not sold that Wisconsin's the team. Uh, that's going to come out on top of the West. He think it's a Minnesota-Iowa, uh, more likely that one of those two will win. Mertz is going to get the gig. Uh, obviously, Taylor is no longer there. Receivers maybe not quite as good. The Obviously, the offensive line is legit as it normally is. Where are you on Wisconsin? In your mind, are they the best team in the Big Ten West, or is there some, you know, some debate there? There's some debate. I mean, I still like them to win the division. I mean, they do have some new faces. We're going to see that against Illinois on Friday. But I think it starts with their offensive line, a system that that has so much continuity. I mean, yeah, Iowa and Minnesota will be in the mix for sure. And and that's how that division's gone the last couple of years. I think Minnesota can make the biggest statement Saturday. But Mm -hmm. maybe it's just because I've seen so much written in the other direction. I'm maybe not as down on Michigan as others. I, I think they're fine. I don't think they're good enough to beat Ohio State, but I think they're good enough to beat the teams. Jim's M.O. has been he beats teams he should beat. It's just those elite top ten teams where he gets into trouble. What we learned 
in the matchup with Georgia-Alabama. Ken mentioned that, and you look at Stetson Bennett, it was a nice story. Yeah. But it you, was. you have to be an elite level for anybody to keep up with both Alabama and Clemson. You have to be able to score. I mean, that seems to be the biggest evolution that we've seen of college football the last three, four years. You're not beating one of these upper echelon teams in a 2017 game. Those games... They're not happening anymore. You have to be able to score. I think that means you cross Notre Dame off the list and and teams like Georgia, unfortunately, off the list too. You have to score no matter how great your defense is. Is that fair? Yeah, you do. And um, I think you have to have an offense that scores a bunch of points and a defense that gives up around 20. And I think what we saw last week was that Georgia-Alabama game changed on a 90-yard touchdown pass. That's when the, the momentum turned to, to Alabama. And then they put the pressure on Stetson Bennett to make some big-time throws, and it didn't happen. They threw picks, and Alabama's defense came through. And, you know, as somebody on Twitter pointed out, and I wish I could give them credit, they said if the last three guys that weren't Auburn quarterbacks that beat Alabama were Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow. <laughs> so to your point, those guys are pretty good, right? So I think that point is proven. That's a, that's a that's a great win, uh, Bill. Big Twelve, um, a lot of eyeballs on this game uh, in Stillwater, Oklahoma State. Uh, their favorite in this football game, Iowa State. We think's got a really good football team. Um, it's the the running backs, uh, Brees Hall versus Chuba Hubbard. Uh, quarterbacks, I think Sanders going to play. Um, Gundy didn't tip his hand, but Sanders is back practicing again. Two teams in the Big Twelve that actually play defense. How do you see this game, Bill Bender? I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see the the running backs for sure. I think it goes back and forth. I like Iowa State. I picked them in my picks. I just I, I think I like the balance. I think the confidence in Brock Purdy running the offense. The defense has come along. It's a tough game. It's a tough spot to be in. Yep. Oklahoma State's obviously got a pretty good defensive line that can get after the passer too. But I just think the Cyclones break through in this one and, and win and, and really take charge of the Big 12 race in the process. It's crazy that that's where we're at at this portion of the season as the Big Ten gets ready to start. We might have a, a team seemingly locked in to uh, one of the spots down in Dallas for the Big 12 championship. Get the Big Ten back, getting Pac-12 in a couple weeks back. Mountain West begins, though there's a, already been a COVID can- cancellation. Mm-hmm. Will it feel complete Maction with the Big Ten? You're, you're a Big Ten guy, Bill. Is this going to make it feel complete for you? Yeah, I mean, it will. I mean, this would probably be the first Saturday that feels complete, even though the uh, Pac-12 isn't out there, the MAC isn't quite out there yet. So it'll be good to see the alma mater when they get rolling. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely. we. It's still incomplete in some ways because, you know, COVID's still hanging over everything. I mean, we've had some of that happen here in Pickerington where it's impacted some people we know. So it's just part of that everyday life. And, uh you know, we're trying to combat that the best we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, uh, with the Big Ten returning, with the game here, uh, the uh, not here, but the Iowa State game, I, I think Cincinnati SMU maybe deserves a, a longer look than it's getting nationally. I mean, these are two really good teams, right? And maybe, just maybe, uh, will, this will be the, uh, the the group of five team that works its way uh, into the New Year's Six. This is a big spot, Cincinnati and SMU, Bill. Yeah, it is. I mean, and then from a group of five standpoint, I mean, this is a big game, big piece of real estate for either team because they'll probably be in the driver's seat to get that New Year's Day six first. Two different styles. The last two games have been really close. Um, I like Cincinnati to win that game. I think they come up with a turnover or two, and uh, as long as they protect the football on their end, because SMU is pretty good at forcing turnovers as well, 
I think the Bearcats will be fine on the road. But that's going to be an exciting game that, like you said, probably gets lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. a little bit because the Big Ten's coming back. Does Alabama let down against Tennessee? I mean, Tennessee was awful last week, fired their defensive coordinator. Kentucky rolled in and steamrolled them. Uh, Alabama coming off a big spot like that. Is there, I mean, do teams like that let down? I would think that you, know, you have to. It's human nature. How do you see that game, Bill, just out of curiosity? Uh, any other opponent may be a letdown, but they take that Tennessee rivalry so seriously mm-hmm. at Alabama. They, they like having that big streak on them. I've been in the tunnel in Neyland after a game, and, and they, they light up those cigars pretty quick when, <laughs> when they win that game at Alabama. So uh, um, it, it will be one of those interesting games, of course, but I, I just think Alabama's – we're almost, I hate – you're not going to believe it how I say it, but – I think we undervalued them a little bit this offseason. I really do, because it's the same old machine, same old one that's going to get to the playoff, and we overreact to their losses more than anybody else. Clemson, Ohio State, everybody, and it's still a pretty good football team. Indeed they are. Bill Bender, we are out of time. We'll do it this time next week. Thank you, Bill Bender, from the Sporting News. Enjoy the shoe. We'll talk about it. Thank you for what you do for us, Bill. Hey, thank you. Take care, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Bill Benner, Sporting News. David Kaplan, coming up next. Miller and Condon, 1460, 106.3 FM.